0: This is the Mark Stucheski podcast. Adele Spragan, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Mark. This is exciting.
0: Now, the only other Adele I know is Adele Laurie Blue Atkins, and I thought that was you, and you were going to sing some songs from your album. And then you replied to me like, "Do you want listeners?" So I guess you're not that Adele. <laughs>
1: Hello. That's about the only note I can keep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay. I think I sound great in my mind's eye as well. Um I sound great in the shower. I sound great when I have my airpods on and I'm out for a walk and I'm sure the neighbors are going, What is that horrific sound? Um, but so there will be no singing on this show. And uh but the reason why I wanted you to uh, have on the show is because um uh, and by the way, let me let me preface this, uh ladies and gentlemen. I've got a sore on the, t- on the side of my tongue. So if I slur my words, or if I sound like my teeth are grinding, it's because it's hard to talk, but I'm not going to cancel a podcast interview. So if I sound a little unusual with a, on, if you listen to all my podcasts, thank you. Um, if you, the first time you've ever listened to my show, you may go, what's going on with this guy. It's got a canker sore inside of my tongue. So it's a little difficult to talk, but anyways, why to have Adele on the show? Because she's all about helping you make better decisions and we need to make better decisions. But before we start talking to Del about decision-making, who in the world are you and what do you do?
1: Who in the world am I? Perfect question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm best described as a behavioral change expert. I help people to make better decisions. I hate, I help people to think better and I help them to get out of their own way so that once they've made those choices, they can actually take action towards their goals.
0: Get out of your own way. You know, I love that because as a productivity guy, the number one thing I see people struggle with is they're in their own way. Okay. Get out of your own way. And I'm glad you said that because it's so refreshing to hear other people say that because I think we are in our own way, making decisions, running our social media, running our businesses, building our brands. We're trying to blame other things, but I think we need to look in the mirror and the person we see reflecting back to us, that's the problem. Sounds like you agree with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's, there's two issues that most entrepreneurs have to overcome, or anybody who has a goal for that matter, right? The first thing you need to know is know what to do. But once you know what to do, then you've got to take those actions. And oftentimes, we'll get stopped in both places. The confusion initially on what do I do, that feeling of overwhelm, I don't know who, which expert to follow, I don't know who has the right instructions. But then after that, it's all us. And you're right. Look in that mirror because that's where you're going to find the issue.
0: So when you deal with clients, they come to you. Uh, well, first of all, when people come to you, what is the most common thing people come to you for help? I'm, I'm sure, like, for the longest time, I used to think I was a productivity guy. I'm a productivity guy, but no one comes to me and says, I want to be more productive. What I kept hearing from people is, Mark, I am so overwhelmed. My to-do list, my calendar, the projects, the people. And so even though I'm a productivity guy, people come to me for overwhelm. So what drives people to you to get help?
1: Yeah, um, any form of self-doubt, overwhelm, um, self-esteem issues, things along those lines, that's initially what attracts people to me. So they've already done a lot of personal development and they are still not where they want to be in terms of happiness and success. And so that's where they start looking at their patterns and go, okay, well, maybe there's something about these patterns of mine that are getting in the way. And sometimes that takes quite a while to get there. So
0: that that's important because a lot of people, they, they have the knowledge, they read the books, they've gone to the webinars, they've taken the courses. And one of the things I really like what Tony Robbins said is, look, you can make a decision. But if you don't take one small action immediately, then what's going to happen is you're not going to ever take action. And chance, chances are highly likely because you made the decision, but then you didn't cement it with some action. Now I'm not saying if you're going to write a book, you decide to write a book, you start writing your book and you finish the book in one setting. I mean, you're like, okay, maybe I go create a folder on my desktop or maybe I create, you know, uh, an outline, do something immediately. Because a lot of people, I mean, let's face it, creating goals, creating decisions, it's real easy. It, the actual saying it is real easy. It's actually putting the rubber to the road and actually doing something with that, taking action, totally different ball game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But Mark, you'll, you'll probably agree with me on this. I find that a lot of people sometimes will work really, really hard on the wrong problem. <laughs> so mm. they, they start off saying, you know, like, let, let's just take something that most people have to do is sell in their life, right? And whether that's selling an interview, sell yourself or whether that's sell a product or a service, that's, and, What they'll do is they'll, to in order to avoid selling, because selling for them is scary, what they'll do instead is they'll say, okay, I need to be organized. Once I'm organized, then I'll be able to sell. Or, you know, I better work on weight loss first, because once I'm in the right package, then people will buy from me. And they're constantly finding other ways to actually avoid what they really, really need to do. So, yes, you're right, rubber to the road, but make sure that when you hit that road, you're on the right road.
0: You know, that's a form of procrastination when mm-hmm. you are going to go for a job interview and you're like, well, let me find the right, the clothes, let me lose some weight. Let me get my hair done. Uh, that's, that's important. But is it as important as doing the research for the company, getting your, all your ducks in a row, so to speak. And it's like, I'm a big bull journaler. And the number one thing I see people struggle with bullet journal or journaling is they're like, oh, I got to find the perfect pen and the perfect journal. That's called procrastination. You can use any journal, any notebook, and people don't understand how much they're procrastinating. So many people, like the example you just used, you know, you want to lose weight. Okay, well, let me look at clothes I'm going to be, I'm going to wear when I lose the weight. No, that, that comes at the end why are you looking at clothes that you're eventually going to fit into if you stay in the weight loss program? What do you need to do now in order to get that goal where you can get in skinnier clothes?
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and people are highly, highly creative when it comes to procrastination. So, you know, (laughs) if if we, if we take your example of going for a job interview, I always like to say fail, fail often, fail quick, right? (laughs) Because the more you fail initially. The more you learn and the more you'll know, because, you know, frankly, we can follow any expert, but they set their path and you're trying to walk in footsteps that are not yours. And the only way you're going to know that is when you're out there failing. And so as scary as that is, it's the thing we need to do in order to be productive. Mm.
0: You know, it's funny how you say people will try to copy other people. I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. But I, I I watch him and I learn, but I'm also watching what he does. I don't want to be a mini Gary V. Okay. I don't want to be a mini Brendan Burchard or a mini Tony Robbins. I want to be Mark Stucheski. Okay. So what I do is I learn from these people and go, okay, how can I take what they're doing and mold it to fit the way I live life? So many people are like, I'm going to do exactly what Gary does. Uh, no, he's already doing that. Okay. You need to figure out how to make it yourself because one thing things Gary said a long time ago, he said, look it. there's this thing called Google. Anybody can go on Google and learn anything, productivity, better decision-making anything, but you're only going to learn the way I do it. If they come to me, they're only going to learn your way of making better decisions. Adult, they go to you. And so I think instead of copying other people, we should be unique in ourselves, like our fingerprints are very unique. So when people come to us, they get Adele's training, Adele's way, the way she approaches better decision making. And that may or may not work for you, but that's your unique way of doing things. And I think that's more authentic than you just copying somebody else.
1: Absolutely. That you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, first of all, you know, every person out there needs to know that they have a lot more knowledge and understanding and experience all trapped within their subconscious that right now is not available to the conscious mind, but it's there. And when we know how to tap into that unconscious, we can pull out our unique uh, gift that we have to offer the world, and and that's where we need to be looking, not following in somebody else's footsteps. Because even what you just said, Mark, I, I was aware, as you were saying it, how my clients anyway would suddenly fall into confusion. But how do I do that? How do I find my own path, right? How do I take what that person is doing and twist it so that it fits my needs and my wants? And you know, if we're asking that from the conscious mind, it is a very tricky question. But when we know how to just get our conscious mind out of the way, just put it to one side, and then tap into the unconscious, the in there, trapped in there, is what I call the vast warehouse within. And in there consists of all of your past learnings and experiences and all the books you've read and all of that stuff. And they're not there in a they're not there in a Mechanical way that we can tap in and say, okay, what was I doing at 2 p.m. on January twelfth last year? Right? It's it's not like that. It's not stored like that, but it is there. The the meat of it is all there available.
0: Hey there, it's Mark, and I will coach you for less than two dollars a day, plus give you access to a group coaching call every single month. For more information, visit Mr Okay, let's get really, really Tactical. Okay. How can we, you, me, the listener, how can we make better decisions today? Because one of the things I, I, I struggle with is complexity. I think complexity is a gateway to procrastination. So what I want you to do is give us some ideas on how we can become better decision makers starting today.
1: Yeah, brilliant. Okay. So first we need to know how our brains are working, right? So one thing that the last 20 years there has been an explosion in research into our brain, into neuroscience and how this brain of ours is actually working. And and the findings are really really surprising. So One thing that there's a study by John Dylan Haynes, and he was one of the lead researchers at Max Planck Institute, which is a neuroscience university. And what he determined is that the actions that we are taking are actually occurring a fraction of a second before we consciously know we are going to take that action. Mm. Now, when you think about that, that's a huge mind bend, right? It's like, wait a minute. My unconscious is lighting up before my conscious mind knows I'm going to put my hand in that cookie jar before I put my hand in that cookie jar. How can that even be the case, right? So if we're going to understand how the brain works, suddenly we need to focus our attention differently. It's no longer what do I need to do. Because that action is already being taken by the patterning of the brain, right? It's what action did I take and did that work or not? Mm. And that's a massively different question. So I'm sitting here procrastinating. Okay, that's not working for me. Now, knowing that that's a pattern in the brain, we can stop trying to solve that problem. There's nothing to fix. And instead, we can say, okay, what pattern do I need to remove so that I can take action? And that's hugely different.
0: Wow. That is, that's a huge paradigm shift because I, I, I think a lot of people don't, they don't think about, okay, they did X, it failed. They just go to Y. Well, take a moment. Why did X fail? Because if you don't take the time to reflect on the lesson, well, you may also, fail on doing y and z and every other letter in the alphabet so i think people really need to stop when they fail and you will fail it's life failure is part of life and reflect on what went wrong so maybe you don't make that same mistake again
1: yeah and if i if i can add to the failure conversation um if you think about how the brain is working, then when you set a brand new goal, just think about it, you have to take a brand new action, right? That, that mm-hmm. makes sense. It's a goal that you've never got to before. So you've got to take new actions. Okay. But the brain's patterning is all based on old actions that you've taken already, mm-hmm. taken in the past, right? So you have to fail. It's, an, it's a necessary step. And it's our relationship to failure that has to change. It's not I failed. It's okay. I don't yet have the pattern to take me there. Mm. And failing shows me what patterns I am lacking. So it's a massively important step. Now, it it, it takes courage. Let's be honest, right? It's brave to go out there and try something and fall flat on our face. But Unless we do that, people talk about getting past the comfort zone. That's why, because unless you do, you will never know what patterns you need to change in order to get to that new goal.
0: Zig Ziglar said the only difference between a coffin and a rut is it. A rut is a coffin with the ends kicked out, and what that has to do with brain patterns. If you keep doing the same thing over. And over again, every time you keep doing that, you're strengthening that rut. And the longer you do it, it's hard to get out. That's why when people I, I've never smoked, but I guess people who smoke, it's easier to quit after like two or three months than after two or three years or 20 or 30 years because it's so ingrained. Now, that's a chemical thing, maybe not be a good example, but let's say you drive the same way to work every day and all of a sudden you after 25 years you got a new job. Well, you're probably going to be a tendency the first couple of days to go towards your old job because you worked there for so long. Those are kind of outlier examples, but I'm trying to tell people is the longer you do something, it's fortified in your brain. And it's even difficult to change.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it even goes a little bit deeper than that. I mean, you know, the, the number one thing that all human beings on this planet fear, and I don't think there's a single exception, is the unknown, where mm. every the brain is programmed to repeat the same action over and over and over again. That's how it remains safe. That how it, that's how it keeps you alive and surviving, but survival isn't thriving, right? And so doing the same thing is great, right? And, and most of life on this planet is quite satisfied doing the same thing over and over and over again. Human beings are the exception. We We want safety, and at the same time, we want excitement and we want to expand and do s- different stuff. And so we've got this paradox, this dichotomy inside of us where we're going, okay, I like this. I like the safety, but I want this. <laughs> so how do we get past that? Well we gotta learn to bravely face the unknown. And that's the only way.
0: Have you ever heard of Robin Sharma?
1: I have, yes. Okay. Yes. He
0: wrote a fantastic book. Uh, the 5 a.m club he wrote back in 2020 fundamentally changed my life um and i'm now a proud member of the 5 a.m club in the book he talks about it takes 66 days to create a new habit okay and he breaks it down in three steps first 22 days it's really hard okay the second 22 days it gets really messy and the second the third 22 days it becomes gorgeous and i can tell you i went through that when i joined the 5 a.m club the first 22 days, I'm like, what am I doing? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yay. yay And then it got a little easier as I got to like day 23, 24. And now it's been, oh, since February 4, 2020, I wake up every day, every day, seven days a week at 5 a.m., wide awake, ready to take on the world. But you got to understand when you try to do a new habit, it's really difficult. As we just mentioned, as you so uh spoke eloquently, uh, Adele, when you make those first few days, a new decision, it's really difficult because your brain's going, that's not the way I'm wired. What are you doing right now? I I, I like, this is your brain. I like doing things in autopilot. I don't want to have to think. And now you're forcing your brain to think. And and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I spend 15 to 20 minutes every day, desperately trying to learn my French on Duolingo because it's not my native language. And my brain cannot rush to it. My brain's got to stop and think about it. And I think if we take time to stop and think about our decisions, um, I'm rereading Essentialism right now from Greg McCowan. Great book. It's all about we are trying to pay attention to everything, but we need to pay attention to the important things. There are decisions you need to make today. And there's decisions like maybe need to be made today, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe next quarter. And we need to really focus on what we need to focus on. Try to, try to, I think we're focusing on too much. And because we're bombarded with so much, it's really difficult to make good decisions because we're trying to pay attention too much. Am, am I on, on target or am I, am I off base?
1: Um. I, well, I, I, it depends on which way you look at the brain. If you position the conscious mind as being in charge, which is how we are educated to see the brain, then definitely it takes a long time to change a habit. But if we think, okay, hang on a minute, I've got this subconscious, this unconscious part of my brain that's actually working first, that's actually prioritizing what I do. If you know how to change that, then it hardly takes any time at all to change a habit. You can actually quit something or start something overnight. In fact, you know, the, the technique I teach is a two-minute technique in the privacy of your own head. How do things happen that rapidly? It's because we're not taught to look at the brain how it's working and actually work with it. Instead, we're taught to work against it, actually, mm. because our conscious mind is along for the ride. I like to say that every thought you have rides in on the back of a pattern, right? And that pattern already exists in the brain. And then the brain catches up and goes, oh, yeah, I want to do that. Oh, yes, (laughs) I like that, right? Or I need to do that. But it cannot actually know that because the pattern is is in charging out of the gate first. So what we need to do is we need to pause and we need to get in touch with what is my pattern? What's running me right now? And and if I can um, tell you listeners, Mark, the pattern is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, and thought. It's the three parts of our being that come together that cause an action. It's not all of our mental mind at work here. And so if we think about it that way, it's like, okay, what's my emotional state right now? How physically am I feeling? And what what's my one thought that's going along with this physical experience? right. And then if we can change that, now you're running out that gate. It's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. I don't have any fears anymore. I'm okay now. I don't have any doubts. Confusion gone. And all it is, is action.
0: One of the benefits of being a subscriber to my email newsletter is you get access to free weekly training from me. To sign up for my email newsletter, just go to MisterProductivity.com. That makes so much sense because for so long, up until like two years ago, I heard people say, focus on your weaknesses, focus on your weaknesses, focus on your weaknesses. And I'm like, and I started hearing like high performers saying, no, you focus on your strengths and outsource the weaknesses. Because if you have a strength in like A, B, and C, and you're struggling with D, E, and F, why would you want to sacrifice your strengths? to learn about your weaknesses look at you're not going to be good at everything and so i'm a fan of focusing and strengthening my strengths and outsourcing the weaknesses do you agree with that
1: um yes and no so if i if i can go back to what i was saying before about the vast warehouse within when we when we understand that everything that you have ever smelled tasted touched um seen and heard in your lifetime is stored in an unconscious, vast warehouse that you have no access to yet, okay, Mm -hmm. but it's there. And your conscious mind is like, let's say 10% of that vast warehouse, right? If we can remove the pattern that is telling us that this is what we know, then we have to tap into that vast warehouse in order to create a new pattern. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Not if it does. it does. Okay, great. So at that point will we uncover parts of ourselves that we don't yet know that we know? Yes, right? Mm. In fact, I have googled I have had I have written terminology and then had to go and google it because I've forgotten that I'd even known what it means. And it has just shown wow. up as I'm creating content, right? And I'm going, "What is that?" and I actually have to go and google it. Now I've written it right? It's because I've tapped into my vast warehouse and my vast warehouse has stuff stored in there that I didn't know I know. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, we all have gifts that right now are hidden from us. And the whole idea is let's remove what we think we know. As soon as we remove what we think we know, what we are convinced is us, our personality, my strengths, my weaknesses, then find out What you really do know, which is hidden in that vast warehouse, you will not know everything because your life has brought you your experiences and those are different from somebody else's. But then you can start outsourcing. But a lot of times what we outsource is actually what we're afraid of, not what we cannot do. Uh,
0: Say that again in case the listener missed that.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, Most often what we outsource is what we're afraid of, not what
0: we cannot do. Wow. That folks, you need to write that down. What she just said. And if you missed it, hit the rewind, rewind button on your podcast player. That is gold. Cause I'd never heard that before. That is worth the price you paid for this episode, which is nothing, but it was no, it was worth, it was worth a million dollars. That was the I don't mean to insult you Adele. That was phenomenal. And I, and what I want to do is I want to, I want to stop the episode right there because that is such so much gold. I I, want, I don't want to give anybody more uh, information because they've got to camp out on that. In um, just a minute, I'm going to ask you where we can go to find out more about you. But you told me you would like to be a temporary host of the Mark Stachowski podcast. And you don't have to say my last name. So no sweat on that. Don't ask me for my credit card or social security numbers. But you can ask me anything that you want. Doesn't it be productivity related? Um, This is a way my audience can get to know about me a little bit more. And it keeps me sharp because I literally have no idea what you are going to say. So Adele, the microphone for the Mark Juchowski podcast is yours for the next couple questions.
1: Lovely. Okay. I am very curious about podcasting. So tell us your biggest failure when it comes to podcasting. And the best hint that you can have for somebody who wants to start a podcast.
0: So my biggest failure was, this is going to sound familiar, myself. Because in the beginning, I looked at Joe Rogan and Gary Vaynerchuk and Tim Ferriss and all these people who have ginormous audiences. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be just like them. And I may be someday but right now I'm not. So my biggest failure was, is I was comparing myself to the big dogs. Okay. That was a failure because what it did, if you listen to my early episodes is it really kind of like kept me from being my real self because I was not concerned. I mean, I was concerned about my audience, but I was more concerned about being the next Joe Rogan than I was about serving my audience. Now, thankfully, a couple of years ago, I got over that and it doesn't affect me anymore. I care so much about my audience now. And so that's my biggest failure. And your second question about what would I tell someone who wants to get into podcasting? I would just say to steal the slogan from Nike is just do it. The latest numbers I heard, there are 1.3 million podcasts, ballpark, on Apple Podcasts. 60% haven't updated in the last 90 days. Everyone is jumping into podcasting because they think they're going to make a trillion dollars. And I got breaking news for you. Chances are you're not going to make money in podcasting. You'll know on my show you don't hear any ads other than me and my guests because I don't want to water down my message. Nothing wrong with those people who monetize your podcast. But if you go into podcasting, don't go into it with a goal of monetizing, go into it with serving. Number two, make sure your audio is spot on. I use a service that records my guest audio on their computer and that's why it sounds like Adele and I are in the same room because we're not getting the recording that goes from her house over the internet to Zoom and from Zoom over the internet to my house, it's recording on their computer and that's why it sounds so good. So I care so much about my audience, the audio quality is top, top, well, the guest quality and the audio quality are the top two things. Hope that yes. answers your question.
1: It did. Okay. Can I, do I have time for one more?
0: You have one more. Yes, you do.
1: And one more. All right. Great. So, um, you know, some of your audience, your listeners are probably thought leaders like me. Um, would you recommend podcasting as the thought leader platform or is there something better?
0: Yes. And the reason why you don't own Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube. Did I leave anybody out? You don't own those platforms. I own the content of the Mark Struchowski podcast. If I get booted off, I have all the files. So I can get get transcriptions from it. I can, you know, create blog posts for it, whatever. The two most important things that I do are getting people on, on my email list and getting people to subscribe to my podcast cuz those are things i own. It's not that hard to get into podcasting. I mean, i'm literally sitting in the second bedroom of my home. I've got a microphone plugged into my MacBook and i talk to you over Zencaster. Okay, the problem is is when you get to 7 or 10 episodes, people don't have the Joe Rogan numbers and they give up. Okay, mm-hmm. i see so many people that just give up. I've been doing this since July 7, 2017. I'm in it for the long haul. So I encourage everyone to create their own podcast. It's not that hard if you're going to be in it for the long run. And as I said earlier, as long as you're making your priority, the listener, it's got to be about the listener. It cannot be about you because the listener can feel if you care about them. I am doing a, a, a releasing new episode every day. In 2021, 365 brand new episodes. If all goes well, December 31st will be episode 1060. But every episode I released, every episode I release, have released, and I'm will release, is going to add value to the listener. Because I appreciate their time and their attention. So hopefully those those answers I gave you in as your temporary host of the show provided you insight and also insight to my listener. Which I'm very thankful that they listen. So Adele, the final question of the, of the show for you is: Where can we go find out more about you and what you do?
1: Sure. Um, well, I have a book out, and your listeners are welcome to it for free. All I ask is that they pay for shipping. So if you go to www shift s h i f t four that's the number four steps s t e p s dot com they can get my book shift four steps to personal empowerment there for free. And they're also welcome to sign up for my training and try it out for the first month for free. So that's shift four steps.com.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, by the way, dear listener, uh, 2021, I have decided. And if you've listened to my show for more than one episode, you know, about a week and a half ago said I'm back on Facebook and Instagram, Well, I kind of changed that because Facebook and Instagram are oversaturated. So in 2021, the two platforms are going to be on LinkedIn and Snapchat. Yes, Snapchat. So if you want to know what's going on behind the scenes with me, you have to follow me on Snapchat. And I kind of am getting into Snapchat again because Snapchat, you can do two things. Chat, Snap. There's no feed. There's no live. There's no, you know you know, timeline or videos. It's really simple. So just want to put that out there. Go find me and follow me. If you want to know how to follow me, links in the show. notes. Adele, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time and your knowledge for sharing with us.
1: Thank you, Mark. That was fun. Hey, 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 hey,
0: don't leave this episode yet. I have a very important announcement for you. I want you to go to mrproductivity.com dot com right now and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely for free It's my gift to you and while you're at mr dot com I want you to click on the tab that talks about my digital productivity coaching program. I call it DPC. This program is incredible. And I'm super excited about it because one via a dedicated app, you get daily, yes, daily coaching and accountability prompts from me and the ability to ask me questions, short questions in the app. You get a live group coaching call every single, well, month with me, Third, you get access to a DPC members only community online, and it's not a Facebook group. And fourth, you get replays of all the group coaching calls and my Saturday morning trainings. Now my Saturday morning trainings are free, but there's no replay, but DPC members get access to the training, to the replays part of their membership. Now what's this cost you? You may think thousands of dollars. No, it's $49 a month. That's less than $2 a day. So check out the digital productivity coaching program and grab the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs at my website, mrproductivity.com.